Welcome to Fridays on the Fly. I'm Ward. We are creative people, the creative projects. Sometimes we talk about that, among other things. Be forewarned, sometimes content or language may be inappropriate for children. Welcome to Fridays on the Fly. What's going on? Well, let me tell you what's going on. I recently ran a 5K. Now, the fun thing is what preceded this 5K. Last year, I ran a 5K, and I figured, hey, I ran a 5K 10 years ago. Did all right. I'm sure it's like riding a bike. I probably still have it. Well, you know what? I quickly realized I did not still have it. 10 years is too long to coast on what ability or muscle memory you have. I eventually, yeah, my plan was to run the whole thing. This was last year. And I stopped. I was like, oh my gosh, I had to have gone like two miles. No, the answer was I went half a mile. So I lost a little bit of ability. Uh, My time overall was 40 minutes. I will say not bad for no preparation whatsoever other than running 10 years prior. I got second place in my age group. Now, a lot of people, my, my family, they chided me saying, well, there are only two people in your age group. Of course, you got second. But as I pointed out to them, I would have been second place in a lot of the age groups. All the 30-year-old age groups, you know, a couple of the 20-year age groups. There's a lot of different age groups in this thing. But because of that, I'm a little competitive. And so when this year came around, I said, sign me up for that thing. I've got to do better. I want to win it. I'm in it to win it. And so my initial plan was to train. I was going to start, I think I started six weeks early. And I tried, I attempted to run a mile. Could not run an entire mile. And then it took a week, a full week, because like, all right, cause my legs hurt. You know, like the shins, you know, the legs, everything. Uh, you know, just the, those muscles had not been used in a year. They were a little tired. They were barking a little bit. So I think I waited a full week, something like that, until I did not feel any more tired muscles. And I attempted to run another mile. And I got it. I ran the full mile. I was like, all right, good. Like, we're making progress. Training is on track. We're going to work this up to three miles. Then I believe I waited a few more days, ran maybe a mile and a half. And then I just, you know, I was sick, different things going on. Halloween happened, working my costume. Six weeks passed, and I did not do any training. So a week before the 5K, I said, okay, I'm going to run outside on the road, get a feel for, you know, race-type conditions. And I drove my car around the neighborhood, kind of figured out what three miles was. And I was like, all right, I'm going to run the whole thing. Like, this is, this is the dress rehearsal. Ran two miles. Couldn't do any more. Like, th- this is all I've got. Uh, hopefully, we'll do better when it's race day. Maybe the adrenaline pumping will help. And that two miles, the time for the two miles was not promising. Um, I think it was, it was over 20 minutes. I mean, was it like, I think it might have been like 25 minutes or so. Yeah, it would have been like 25, 26 minutes. Because I thought, you know, my measuring is not exact on this three miles. But man, like, it seems like my time is going to be about close to 40 minutes like it was last year. And I ran the whole two miles. So that was a little disappointing. Week passes, it is 5K race day, I'm in it to win it, I go. Got a time of 36 minutes, now I was really hoping for less than 35, just to, you know, went from 41 to 35. With my, the, the amount of preparation I did or really didn't do, I was pleased with that time, I thought 36 minutes was good. I did run the entire race, and I even at the end, you managed to you know, sprint to the finish line. Where I remember the first year I did it, last year, I, to go to the finish line, you kind of turn a corner. And about 100 feet is the finish line. And there's a big clock up there. Time clock, not to, uh, not clock, timekeeper. And so I cross that line, and it says I'm like 39 minutes and 40 seconds. I don't know. I'm like, oh, crap. Like, I've got to finish sub 40. And so I gave it all I had. I thought I might throw up or die. But I got it. It was like just under 40 minutes. It was like 39, 56, something ridiculous like that. 
And this year, you know, I did try to run a little bit faster here and there, but I just, I was like, man, I, I'm not feeling that. I cannot do that. Maybe if I'd had more pressure, I could have. But I did see the finish line. It was something like 35, like 52 when I turned the line, something like that. I was like, oh, man, I wish I could get under 36. I, mean, yeah, I really want to be in the 35s, but I can't get across that finish line in four seconds. So I think my final time was 36-13. Low 36s, now I guess high 36s. So I did cut just about a full four minutes off my time. That is 10%. I'm pleased with that. And I don't know what place I got. They only you know, announced out to three spots out. Based on third place's time, I was fourth, potentially fifth, depending on who else was there. So just more people in my age group this time. And I really, I was like, man, you know, last year I get second with 40. This year, I'm fourth or fifth with 36. But that's okay. Gives me motivation for next year because I've got to, I've got to go for the title. And I think if I can actually train a little bit, I'm thinking maybe just general health anyway, maybe I'll run a little bit throughout the year. To, uh, I think that would definitely help what, I don't know, muscles I've developed for this. You know, like I ran the full 3K. So if I just do some, what is it, like maintenance running just to keep what I've got, maintain what I've got, I'll automatically be in better shape next year. So that is my 5K story. We're doing it. I'm in it. And, you know, the running wasn't bad. And just with my age, I mean, honestly, I'm getting older, man. I'm in my 40s. Running's good. You know, let's, let's stay healthy. Let's do it. And uh, I'm, I'm going to win that sucker. I'm going to win that 5K. You know, I might join some other 5Ks. I might be on the hunt for 5Ks. I'm going to do this thing. Give it a run. It is November. NaNoWriMo. I'm making great progress. Let's see. Today, uh, I don't know what it is. Who knows? But I am... Right now, I'm 7,000 words over what is par. I always like to front load it. And I did really well this year, the first couple of weeks. I was way ahead. I was 4,000 over par. And then I went three or four days where I just did not get much writing. Just life gets busy and it's tough. That's why I like to front load it so I can watch out for things like that. So now I've built back up. I'm 7,000 words over par. Wanted to finish before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a little early this year, so that makes it tough. But I'm going to be well positioned to where... If I don't get any writing done throughout the Thanksgiving holiday, you know, those few days, I'm going to be good. I think Thanksgiving, come right back, knock it out. And it's funny because writing, you know, I do write, I do NaNoWriMo right after Halloween, both projects, both different kinds of projects, but there's so many similarities. And you know, I was telling somebody that with the Halloween costume, when you start, I kind of make an outline of what I want to do. Those things change, how I want to do it, what I want to do. Some things get cut off the list, just time due to whatever, how I feel. And with NaNoWriMo, it's the same way. I start out, I make an outline of what I want to happen in the story, what I think I want to happen in the story. Things change, things evolve as you get into it. You just, you know, like when you start a story, you don't know the character. You have a vague grasp on the plot. And those things change as you write. As you write, you develop the character. You're like, oh, the character wouldn't do this, or this wouldn't happen. Most of the time, most of my stories, as I'm plotting the outline, because outline's where I figure out the plot. And man, I tell you, it is a great feeling when you break the plot, and you're like, Oh, you know, because one of the things are like, oh, I'd like to do this genre, or I like this idea. And then you, and I outline, I don't know about you, I outline, and eventually I break the plot. I'm like, oh, so if this happens, you kind of figure the sequence, how everything happens, and you have a story. Now it's vague, it's it's bare, but you've got the bones of a story, and I love breaking the plot, like that moment where you're like, oh, we can do this, and this is how all this fits together. And you, sometimes I'll do a couple of passes, sometimes it just comes, and that's that. It is, it's... It, it's just similar to me. It's funny to me how similar it is to building a costume. You, know, you build these pieces. With NaNoWriMo, I do screenplays, not novels. I just I like screenplays more. So that really translates to you know, two, two and a half, three screenplays. This year, it is three screenplays. My first two, a little on the shorter side. Uh, and like sometimes my second screenplay this year, 
I knew I needed to get out of it. It was like the first screenplay writing was good. It flowed. The second one, I didn't have a good outline and I never was able to develop a good outline and I pushed forward anyway. And I had to push the entire time. Like the writing, I felt like I wrote for, I felt like I'd written 500 words. I checked, I'd written like a hundred. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like pulling teeth. This is terrible. I knew I had to get the story, but I was over halfway in and I just wanted to finish it. You know, I just felt like I needed to finish it. And I did finish it. And then I go to the next story and I'm like, oh man, I think I've written like 200 words. And it'll be 600. It's just funny how just the way you feel dictates how many words you have going. Uh, and this one, it just, it flows. It's good. And you still reach, I, I still reach these points where it's like, okay, I'm right here. I know what happens kind of next in the outline of it, but how do I get from there to here? Like what, what happens? And I never really get writer's block. I just push through it and you know, I think about it. I'm like, all right, you know, what's the easiest way to get from point A to point B? You know, you can just jump cut and you're there. I don't like that. You know, I want to do it right. And so I'll work through some ideas. I'm like, all right, let's just, let's go here. This this is the best idea I have right now. Let's proceed with that idea. Sometimes that idea changes. Sometimes that idea, I start out, I'm like, oh, wait, it'll work a lot better if we arrange and do this. But NaNoWriMo is going well. Uh, I'm well over 40,000 words. Uh, I don't know what, I think part of today is like, I think par today might be 37 roundabouts. And so I'm at 44. Well, Truth be told, I'm at 43 right now. I'll be doing some more writing today, and I'll get to 44. I think I'm like 43 and change, and so I, I will get to 44 by the end of the day. And that leaves me 6,000, and we have you know, a fair amount of November left. So that is good. NaNoWriMo is going well, and that's that. It is uh, I, I enjoy it. You know, it, it really is kind of a like a test, like a test of your metal, a push to, like, what can you do? I mean, because this year, a lot of times, I'll start thinking about my ideas from NaNoWriMo earlier, and this, I just didn't have it. I had one idea because I just watched the TV show on Netflix, Bodies. And I'm like, oh, you know, I want to do that right. I didn't like how they did that. I didn't like how they ended it. And I want to do it right. My other two ideas are both ideas I had last year. Last year, I had a bunch of ideas. I think six ideas or so. And I did three of them. That's usually, you know, I usually do two or three. Usually, I almost always do three. Usually, I complete two screenplays. Honestly, this year, first two screenplays are short. So we're on to the third one. And this one seems a little bit longer, which is good. I think it's enough content to fill out the rest. Because that's always kind of the issue. It's like, oh, man, is this going to fill 50,000 words? Because that is the challenge. It's a personal challenge to write 50,000 words. NaNoWriMo doesn't care if it's a novel or not. It just wants 50,000 words. So I'm like, oh, does this have enough content? And, you know, let's say the screenplay I'm working on right now, if I come up and it's it's done at 48, well, you know what? Maybe I'll write a bunch of poems. Who knows what I'll write? I will figure it out because you got to write 50K. And one thing with doing this so many times is that you just have a feel, like I have a feel for these stories. I'm like, oh, you know, something, we need like kind of like a act one and act two and act three. Like we need something big to happen here because it's just, it's been a little slow. You know, we're building, what are we building too? We need that big event that kicks it off and then we can kind of go back. And so there's an ebb and flow with that. And you just, I don't know, with my stories, I just kind of feel it. I'm like, all right, boom, we got it. We're there. And that has been taking up a lot of my time. I almost... You know, my second story that was so hard to write where I felt like it's pulling teeth like that. I'm like, man, I feel like I had more free time. When I was doing my Halloween costume and I was doing that. Like if I had free time, I was on the Halloween costume. And that, that story just is like, man, that is tough. This third story, this third stream I'm working on, that is just so much easier comparison. And you know, I've managed to work it where like on the weekends. And I mean, it's Thanksgiving. I've taken some days off. I write in the morning. Like I break it up. Like I'm so much better if I just do like a sprint where I'm like, all right, let's do 500 words. And you think a sprint 500 words, you know what? Is that that much different than sprinting to 1,000 words? Yeah, it kind of is. Uh, you know, I sometimes with this story, I'm going to reference this story because it's easiest. 
Uh, well, you know what? Let's talk about the second story. That one, I was doing that all at night. And so I was trying to do 2,000 words in a sitting. And man, that is tough. Uh, I, it was easy for me to procrastinate because you, you need a break. And this next story, the third one, that one, I will sprint to 500 words. I'll take a break. I'll kick back. I'll come back to it maybe 30 minutes later, maybe an hour later. Do another 500 word sprint. And that has worked a lot better for me. You know, I had a full full day and a bunch of sprints. I did 3,000 words. And that is the most words I've written in a single day this year. Uh, but for this one, yeah, it just works a lot easier for me. I mean, I consistently easily get to 2K. Uh, most of my stuff is for this story has been two and a half. And I got one of those three. And so that has put me back ahead after some slow days. And so not like the second story. I knew I needed to get a second story, but I wanted to finish it. And so I did. Uh, but there's certainly been other years where I'm in a screenplay. Usually it's towards the beginning. I'm like, you know what? I need to get out of this. Like this is just, it's not fun. I'm not, I'm not enjoying it. And it's just the wrong story. Sometimes you got to cut it loose. I mean, there, there's one story I still remember that I was really excited about. I thought it was a great idea. I still think it's a great idea. But I was trying to write it, and it just it was not working for me. I just, it was, you know, trying to get the words out was like plenty. I was like, you know what? Let me just, I got to cut this one. It just is not working. Let me move to something else. And I did, and it became much easier. Sometimes you just need a change of proverbial venue to get that story going. And that's really, that's all I've been doing. Yeah, the 5K was November. This writing is November. That is what is taking up most of my time. It is Thanksgiving. That's coming up, I believe. Uh, Indigenous People's Day is the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, I feel like it's kind of overshadowed. It shouldn't be. It is. I mean, Thanksgiving. What is Thanksgiving, really? I mean, I believe. You know, I read this. I don't know if it's true. I didn't fact check it. So I'm just throwing it out there. And I'm not you know, going to rate the veracity of the truthiness. But it's saying that it, when Abraham Lincoln, who this is claiming, he ratified Thanksgiving. He didn't mention, mention, men, yeah. he did not mention pilgrims or Turkish or any of that stuff. I don't know what he did mention. I didn't read the article. I just read the headline. I mean, who's got time to read whole headlines? What else have I been doing? Well, I'm always, I was going to say I'm always selling on Facebook. Really, I always have ads on Facebook. I don't know what it is. I've been selling something on Facebook for a long time. And it just seems like after the pandemic, that has gotten worse. Uh, I mean, I, I never got stood up when I first started, you know, like you do this and you kind of get a feel for things. You get a feel for the right questions. You know, like when some Facebook, they give you a pre-canned response. Like if there's something you're saying, they give you a pre-canned response of, hey, is this available? And so back when in my infancy of selling on Facebook many, 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 many years ago, I'd say, yes, it's still available. You know, that'd be it. And you get this back and forth long drive. Now when somebody messes me on Facebook, it's like, yeah, it's available. When do you want to meet? Like you get that call to action because you need it because people just – Gosh, they drive me crazy, and Facebook drives me crazy. And the, so, I've, I've like gotten my system down. And so, when we set a meet, I don't meet at my house. Just no interest. I always ask them, you know, what are you? You know, this is what I'm driving. What are you driving? This is where we meet. The exact spot, like the parking, well, nearly down to the parking spot. And I meet next to an ATM. Safe for everybody. Everybody feels good about it. And if they don't respond with what car they're driving, I assume we're not meeting. And that is held true every time for me. And if they, if we set a meeting early. I'll always mess them the day before because you just can't do anything with people, man, especially on Facebook. And it just seems since the pandemic, people are worse. I've been stood up. I've been stood up in the past month like twice. And that is after confirming the time, the location, what car everybody's driving, like everything. And I'd never had that happen to me before the pandemic. But it was getting worse. And, you know, at that point, I, you know, I don't, you know, back when I started this, I would mess them like, hey, you know, I missed you, man. What's up? Now I don't mention them because if I were to message somebody, somebody I'd like, you piece of garbage. Why did you not show up? If you say you're going to show up, you do it. Otherwise, screw off. So I don't message anything at all. 
I don't care. And if the person were to message me and say, hey, whatever. And most, you know what? I think 99% of the time, they never message back when they miss it. Even though you said everything, they don't message back. Who knows why? I mean, do you want this thing or not? Uh, I don't message. I don't care. I don't follow up. You know, you get so many people saying, hey, is this available? Yeah, when do you want to meet? Never hear anything. Why did you message me if you don't want this? Like, all my stuff is, none of my stuff is generic. It's all like old, honestly, old crap that you don't have many alternatives to get. You know, a bunch of old car parts. Not old, like what, 80s car parts? Nobody really wants. If you do want it, you're not getting it from anywhere else. But I had one, like, absolutely ridiculous one that is funny. Like, some of them are just silly. Like, one person, I uh, I put a Christmas tree stand up last year after Christmas. I knew I'd have to wait a year for that thing to sell because nobody wants a Christmas tree stand any other time other than December. But somebody messaged me and said, hey, Will you take nine dollars for it? I've got it listed at ten, and I told them, "No, it's ten or nothing." Wait, really? You're gonna ask for a dollar off? I'd at least respect you more if you asked for five. You know, offered five dollars. I wasn't gonna take it, but like nine dollars off? Don't waste my time. Don't waste your own time. But somebody messaged me for a car wheel. Now, if you were to buy it from a junkyard, it is two fifty all day long. I've got one listed at one twenty. It is a great price if you need this particular wheel. Unfortunately, not many people need this particular wheel. So they lowball me. They say, you know, what do you want to take? What's the lowest? Like, make me an offer. And they said, 40. I like, it is listed for 120. It is 250 in a junkyard. I'll take 80. I was nice. I'm like, you know what? I'll help this guy out. You know, he doesn't have much money. He needs his wheel. Boom, we'll help him out. He's like, well, what about 45? I was like, no, it is $80. That's as low as it goes. I can make, we did this deal. We're not going to keep going back and forth. It's 80. That's it. He's like, well, look, man, that's just, I just don't have the money. And, you know, to be honest with you, this is for my grandma. I was like, really? You're going to pull your grandma into this? Okay. I was like, hey, you know, I understand because actually this money is for my great-grandma. And of course, he did not respond to that. But I roasted him and I was happy. And maybe my greatest moment in Facebook Marketplace. You know, like I finally felt vindicated for all this nonsense. But it's just so much nonsense. Uh, but, you know, every now and then I make some money. And the thing is, like I know right now, most time I post up on Facebook, I'm cleaning out my garage or my basement or whatever, trying to get rid of some stuff. And most of the time, if what you're selling is good, it's going to sell quickly. The stuff I've up there has been up there forever, and I'm looking for the right person or the right sucker that wants it because it's, it's not stuff everybody wants. It's very niche because it's crap. But and the other thing is, like some stuff I've had posted for a year, and then I've sold it, and it's crazy. I'm like, this thing's been up for a year. Like if this person had offered me half of what I was asking, I would have taken it. Because sometimes you just reach a point where I just want this trash gone. And I'm really reaching a point right now where a lot of this stuff, we're just going to purge. Let's just toss it all. I don't want it. And if somebody else wanted it, they would have paid it for now. But then like you always get that French case where it's been up for a year and then somebody pays you asking price. And it's the easiest transaction. Like I, what I, I sold a chair. Sold an upholstered chair uh, a month or so ago. And it had been posted. Dang, I think I posted that before the pandemic. So it's been up for three or four years, right? So my message, they said they want it. They'd like to meet today. We do it. I'm like, is the easiest, smoothest transaction. I'm like, holy cow. They could offer, offer, offer me half. And I'm like, I would love to have gotten rid of it. Because that whole trash is hard to throw in the tra- throw away in the trash can. It doesn't fit. So they get, sometimes I hold out hope that maybe some of the stuff somebody does want. Because some of the stuff, it's not like it's crap. I don't want to diminish what I'm selling. But it's just, you know, only certain people want it. Not only certain people. Uh, it's just like car parts. I got a bunch of S10, Chevy S10 parts. Only certain people want that stuff. And they apparently few and far between. That's my rant on Facebook. I've got to get to writing because I don't want to stay up all night writing. I've done pretty well with not having to stay up super late and just like sitting there banging my proverbial head against the proverbial computer. Is that proverbial? Is that the word I want there? Hypothetical. 
you know, I've not had to hypothetically bash my head against the keyboard. I'd like to maintain that. So I'm going to get to writing. I'll talk to you next time. And you can count on that. This has been another rousing episode of Fridays on the Fly. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I'm Ward. Go to our website, fridaysonthefly.com. From there, you can find everything. Episodes, iTunes links, Stitcher, whatever you need from Fridays on the Fly, you can find it there. So go there, check us out. 